Hi, I'm Sandra. And I'm Holly, her daughter. And you're listening to a brand new episode of our podcast, Living a Hell Yes. Hell Yes. Hello, Mum. Hello, Pumpkin. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. You're very smiley. Well, I was going to say, it's lovely to see your smiley face. So that's gorgeous. A blessing. A blessing. Always a blessing to see you. (laughs) No, I mean it. Always, always a blessing. Bless you, Margie. Likewise, definitely. Um... Should we just, should we hop straight into yep. it? Yeah? Yeah. What would you like to talk about today? Because you are bringing, you're bringing the topic to the table. So what, what's on the cards for us? <laughs> <laughs> if, if anybody could just see how Holly's looking at me. What, what am I going to be interrogated yeah. about today? Well, it's with such expectation that to say about pressure, that kind of, oh dear. Okay. So no, I was just really aware of, you know, this, there's so much stress around and there's so much anxiety Gosh, around. A negative way to and, start the no, but, no no but no but it's kind of like how can we shift that you know what what could be a cause of that you know and if you go a bit deeper into that it very a lot of it I'm not saying everything is down to this but quite a lot of it is when we something happens or we're fearful of a situation and we try to control it and the fear comes from not being able to control it. Mm. And then we get stressed mm-hmm. and we can get anxious because we feel like we have no power to control the outcome of that particular situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just, I'm just so aware of it because, you know, as you said, you said to me, oh, let's just own this that, you know, mum, don't talk about your program too much and that's true and I'm here to, to not do no but it's true God, you just exposed no and I, all I said was no. we don't want to we don't want to you know turn the whole episode no. into a selling no but there's a whole thing. module on the on this because this whole worry you, by the way that wasn't your plan to do that but no we were just going to mention yeah we just yeah just but up. but the whole thing about worrying about control and, and fear about what would happen if you can't control it when you think about change in life and you think about what happens in life seriously other than controlling your own emotional response about it how much control do you have over what happens yeah, well, a good example. That was me trying to control into the episode, wasn't <laughs> well, it? Well, exactly. There we go. And it didn't <laughs> Obviously happen. Obviously a bit of a control no. freak. Um, but um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? We don't. We Yes, you know you know how I work with the power of intention and things like that. Yes, of course, we can focus on our intention. But what I'm saying is we get so stressed and worried and concerned about what an outcome's going to be. And we get more concerned when we feel that we don't have a hand in that outcome. Mm-hmm. And then that just causes so much stress and anxiety. And the the real topic, I suppose, that comes from that then in this episode is about surrender you know, surrendering an outcome. And I think it's just really incredibly important to maybe shift the um, belief system around surrender. I think a lot of people would think surrendering an outcome is weak, Mm -hmm. like you're just letting it go, you know, that's just Mm wishy-washy. No, no, what we really need to do is just take action and try and get an outcome that we want and we're just going to dig our heels in and we're going to... It's like never surrender. Yeah, never surrender and we're going to do what we can do and all of that. But it's so empowering to let go, to do what you can do from a place of feeling as good as you can feel about it and then surrendering it to the the best, the highest, whatever your belief system is, the highest, the most perfect outcome. Because 
if you don't, you're in that place of absolute anxiety until you get the outcome. And that's living so, con- uh, the outcome you want. And that's if you get the outcome you want. But that's living so conditionally. Mm-hmm. And then, God, it's a really tricky place to be living your life in because it's then if life doesn't go as you want it to go, oh, you're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you don't have any power to feel steady where you stand. And then you don't from if you're not if you're in a place of shifting sands all the time, you then don't have any form of how can I put it any form of clarity over just being clear with what you can do mm-hmm. and then just allowing it to then unfold. Because I think sometimes as well, if you're not in shifting steps, shifting sense, then you're in paralysis through anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, and then you really fight against that even more because you're getting more frustrated that you're not doing anything. I think we could turn this episode into a drinking game. Every time you say stress or anxiety, someone gets to have a drink. That was a joke, Mum. Right, going back to serious topic. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think that there's definitely a negative association with the word surrender. Um, I think that's shifting a bit and I think, um, you know, depending what, what kind of space you're in, but I think in the kind of self-help, wellness, whatever you want to call it, space, I think surrendering is becoming more of a popular word. Um, but I think, yeah, it's, you know, it's previously kind of been associated with giving up, being a coward, um, you know, just giving in, um, not trying, you know, not working hard or so there's there's loads of things like that and I think that I totally agree with you actually I think that previously I might have thought that that was the case you know but I think that it comes to a time where you're forcing things and you're trying to control things and you're trying to make things exactly as you want them to be or what the plan was we've spoken about that a bit before about the kind of you know it being a real weakness to have to have a plan and for things to have to go according to that plan um because god when when does that ever happen do you know what i mean when does life ever go exactly according to plan and actually sometimes you know the things that seemingly feel like they're going wrong are just different to what you expected and they actually end up much better than you thought they would have been and if just surrendered to them in the first place it would probably would have saved you a whole load of your favourite words, stress and anxiety. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, Only in relation to this episode. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's I think it's a really interesting point, but I guess my question to you would be, you know, how, how do you get comfortable with surrendering and knowing when you've done enough to then surrender? You know, because we can't just go around surrendering to everything all the time, otherwise... You wouldn't really be. You wouldn't be trying to shift things. You wouldn't be trying to make things better for yourself. Do you get what I mean? So no, it's, I do. It's I a think, balance, I think. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a really good question. And the, I think I truly believe that the answer is you can surrender when you feel that you've done everything you can possibly do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you feel that you've done everything you can possibly do, mm. and it's so called still not turning out, or still whatever it is you want the outcome to be, but you've done everything you can possibly do. Yeah. Surrender it seriously surrender it because I I don't think there's anything wrong with having a plan actually have a plan but be flexible with the outcome of it Mm. right and it's where people it's where you kind of don't have the flexibility and where it has to be as you believe it to be and like you say sometimes the outcome can be even better than the one that you've but you're already shutting the door on that because you're just focused with blinkers on in relation to this framework of what you believe it should be Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then you're getting incredibly concerned that it's not happening that way. Mm. And it, so it's, it's that. It's when you believe that you've done everything you can do, that you can surrender. But you also said about um, how, do you, how do you know that and not well another answer to that actually because I can't remember exactly what you said but another answer to that is if you flip it around how bad does it feel to keep trying to force it Mm, that's a good point right because it it does feel stress inducing because you're still it's like you're trying to push a square peg in a round hole and it not happening and you're still trying to do it and then you're still, it's a bit like Einstein said, didn't he? Or it's been attributed to Einstein that you keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And that's kind of a sign of madness. And it doesn't feel good to you because you keep forcing it and you keep doing that and you're still not getting what you want. So when that feels really bad, why would you keep doing that? Yeah. And it's not necessarily like surrendering to other people like for me surrendering sometimes is like surrendering to my gut yeah like for my, sure my gut's that's been telling I mean. me yeah, yeah to do to do x for I've, sure i've been trying to you know do the other way or been trying to do what's i don't know maybe it's what i think's best for someone else or whatever and my gut's been saying no 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 like it doesn't feel right and then at some point you've just kind of got to be like right okay cool i'm gonna stop forcing this and i'm just gonna you know not do that thing for example yeah um and there's no kind of shame in that i think we've talked about fomo before like the fear of missing out i think that's also linked to this um in the sense that you don't want to feel like you're giving up on anything or you're missing out on anything and surrendering could mean that you're maybe closing the door on something for example and i think that i don't think that's a helpful thought basically like a helpful thought process i think you'll know in your gut when when something you know feels like it's kind of not meant to be for whatever reason and it might even be that it's not meant to be right at that time Mm -hmm. and that actually things just need to settle down a little bit and in a few weeks you know you could kind of surrender to the idea that right okay this is the wrong time like it might be right place but wrong time or whatever Mm -hmm. the kind of situation is and then actually in a few weeks some other things have shifted some kind of pieces of the jigsaw have moved around and then that thing can happen and it's like actually how good that I just waited and just you know didn't try and force it just took my time with it and now and now I'm ready for it or whatever it is you know yeah absolutely Um, completely I mean that's how it works doesn't it when you let go and allow mm -hmm. what do other people say when you let go and let God you know when you let go and allow then you you don't have the barrier up to it coming and I do the way I look at it um is control Mm -hmm. comes from the ego stroke brain yeah comes from the paradigm of what we know (laughs) excuse me comes from the paradigm of what we know and then the great that you brought up the gut, because that's it, isn't it? That's your inner being, that's your instinct, that's your higher self, whatever you want to call it. It's the larger part of you that really knows the path to get you where you want to get to. And it's if you can, if you can trust more in that than kind of what you've trained yourself to believe in, which is the brain, then you will be able to find it easier to relax into that and then let and trust that then because you'll see the outcome and as you trust that more and more so you can let go of the fear and the control that comes from the brain that remember is literally only coming from those neural pathways that you've already got set yeah i think the control point is really important um because 
I think that you're right. I think it does come from the ego and the brain. And actually, the only thing we really have control over is kind of what we do or what we feel. Um, and it's it's quite arrogant to think that we have control over anything else. Mm-hmm. And and I think, especially, I think, for example, people or things we look after, I feel like we think we have control over them. Like I've got control over my dog because, you know, I look after him. So, you know, I'm in control of what he does. I'm like, ultimately, I'm not in control. <laughs> like, you not know, Ralph. There, there needs to be more training, first of all. But second of all, he, he's his own person. Yeah. And if that's what he wants, you know, if something's what he wants to do, obviously you put measures in place and that sort mm-hmm. of thing and you put training and i don't know for example you know with with humans i might practice a certain thing so that one other thing doesn't happen but ultimately people are going to do what they want to do you know you might have children and you might be their parent but you can't control what they do you can encourage you can try and teach them right from wrong Mm -hmm. you can hope that they've got good people around them but again it's you know it, it is arrogant to think you're going to be able to control every little aspect and it comes from a good place and it comes from wanting to help people but it's that whole thing of like people being on their own path yeah um and i think yeah sometimes you've kind of got to you know surrender to that idea and that concept and i think it gets you closer to people as well when you just accept them unconditionally for who they are rather than trying to control or or change or or kind of warp into who you want them to be completely and i think that the best you get the best results from anything when it's unconditional, whatever that is, rather than transactional. And I think sometimes we focus on the transactional, you know, well, if I do X for this person, and I've been guilty of this, definitely. If I do X for this person, then I expect X back. But that person might not operate in the way that X is possible or X is a priority for them in the way that it is for me. Um, And I think if you go to the kind of unconditional of, you know, well, you know, I love you for you, and I appreciate you for you, or I appreciate this job for what it is. Do you know what I mean? Or I appreciate this thing for what it is, or this opportunity for what it is. And I kind of surrender then to that, yeah. you know, rather than I like this, but I, mm, I'm i going to focus on everything I don't like about it and I'm try and twist and control everything I don't like. I feel like not only are your relationships or your relationships to things improved, but you are much happier because I feel like surrendering is in most situations a much happier kind of state to be in and I do think it's a fine line you know people we've been talking about we were talking about this the other day people go through stressful periods and sometimes people will say to you give up surrender give Mm. in you know Mm. this isn't good for you and actually the short-term pain or suffering or whatever is is worth you know the outcome and it's not the right time to surrender or it's not the right thing to kind of surrender on. So I guess my question for you would be, okay. you know, <laughs> Oh God, okay. this is a two, two way street mum. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. When, when someone, so when someone who has that, your best interests at heart is saying to you, you know, this isn't good for you, give up whatever that thing may be. And you're saying, no, actually I need to push on with this. I need to sludge through this mud and I need to get through this really difficult time, which is crap. And there's kind of no getting around it. You know, why is that not the situation to surrender? Or are there other ways that you surrender? Do you get what I mean? Or do you just surrender to the horribleness of it, you know, and that it's going to be crap and then I'm going to get through it. I guess that's my, my question to you. 
was quite a quite a lot there, pumpkin, wasn't it? You always say that, Marge. That's just the way I communicate. Oh, <laughs> we've been doing this two years. We just need to. You need to love me unconditionally. Oh, I do. Love and you appreciate my podcast okay. style. Yeah, keep that question though, because I do want to just go back to something you said, and I, I don't want to Gosh, forget I'm not that. Remember what I said? Oh well. I mean, yeah. try. Um, you're a lot younger than me, so try. Um, okay, so when you said about you know transactional, yeah, mm. and being unconditional, you know, we just got to. Uh, I think it's a really good, important point to highlight is that the human being has trained itself. We do. We train ourselves for the payoff, mm-hmm. right? It's always the payoff. What's the payoff? Um, and we research has shown it's always the lowest hanging fruit. You know, what's the payoff? What's the quickest payoff? And I'm looking for a payoff, right? And I guess a lot of people would actually relate to that because they're working and the payoff is to get a salary, right? So that's what we do look for. So people, and it's true, human being doesn't train, even though that's our natural state to be unconditional, we do look for the payoff. So yeah, it really is about retraining ourselves to, to not, because if we're looking for a payoff all the time, then we do put ourselves in in um, a difficult position because we're always looking what's the payoff, what's the payoff, and if it's not what we want, we can get worried about that, we can get fearful about that. So it is about training ourselves, I think, definitely to be as unconditional as we can be in in certain situations. Um, in relation to the question that you just asked me, I think the most relevant answer to that for me would be. Yeah, sometimes you have to surrender to the poo. And you've just got... I don't know what you can say on an episode. I don't know if I can... But, but you not what I said. Okay. But, and if Amy's listening to this, she'll probably laugh at me. But um, it's, you know, it's, it is. It's about surrender. Some, well, for me, it is. It's about... Okay, what I would do if it was me is I would be aware of my instinctual feeling rather than trying to go with the brain and what everyone is telling me. I would try and step away from that. And then if it really is about continuing, it would be definitely, I would surrender to all the rubbish that's going on. I'd just let it go. And I would then, the work would be to try and feel as easy as I can, knowing that I'm doing everything I can in the best possible way and I'm surrendering to the outcome. Mm-hmm. That would that would be my answer to that. So sometimes, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You do have to surrender to what's going on around you. But as we said before, it's it's doing what you can from a place that feels good for you because it's really only about what feels good for you. You're trying to move away from control, stress and anxiety. So it's kind of like what feels good for you. And then, yeah, sometimes it means surrendering to the thing, to the condition that doesn't feel good, but knowing that you're doing what you can and you're just putting out for the best outcome and surrendering to that too. And allowing that, like we, like you said earlier, when you can let go, then you can allow the best possible solution to come to you. But when you allow the brain to trip you up and everybody around you who loves you, adores you, wants the best for you, but they're allowing their brain to trip them up. Yeah, because they're worried. Because they're worried and stressed and anxious about my situation or anybody else's situation. Mm-hmm. Then what? Th- then you've got a whole mix going on of those lower kind of fearful vibrations that really don't help you at all. Because mm-hmm. then you're and you're going to attract more of that. Yeah. Whereas when you can surrender with a sense of ease, because you've done everything you can right that gives you the ease 
it's when you still feel you could do a bit more that you kind of don't feel the ease. But when you know that you've done everything, it's a bit like people would say to me, Sandra, how do you know when it's the time to end a relationship? Well, if it's not working and you've done absolutely everything, everything that you guys can do, then maybe only you guys will know, but maybe that's the time too. I would also argue, though, that not wanting to do everything yeah. gives you an indication for sure, that yeah. it's maybe time to time to go. I think it reminded me when you said that earlier in the episode of, um, you know, you always used to say to me at school, as long as you've done your best, yeah. like I don't, you know, you, you didn't care what the result was as long as I knew I'd done my best. Yeah. And I think that def- that's really key you know that applies to kind of everything still in my life if I know I've done my best I feel really at peace I feel like I can surrender and let go Mm -hmm. but it is that discontentment you know that kind of oh I could have done a bit more oh I could try a bit harder oh I could have said that to that person oh I probably should have done that those are the things that that get you that is such a good tool, um, memory for people to have to help them in a place of surrender. That's really good, Hull. So most of us, I'm not saying everybody, but most of us have taken exams at some point in our lives. Unfortunately. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, you know, for some of us, depending on the school system, you've then kind of got maybe a six to eight week wait for the mm-hmm. result. What do you do in that six to eight weeks? After the first day or two, where you and your friends are comparing the notes I and what hate you that did, moment yeah, when yeah, yeah. Chatting about what did it. you do? Oh, I did this and I did that, right? And all that. After those couple of days, and you then start your school holidays or whatever. What do you do for those six to eight weeks? You surrender. You do, don't you? Mm-hmm. You don't. Know. And why? Because you don't have a choice. Yeah. Right? You've done your best. As hopefully, hopefully. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or you think you have, or you hope you have, or you've done your best, even depending well, on it's what, done either way, how you've revised, so you've done what you've done in relation to, to leading up to it. So you've done it, and then most people recognize this you then have to surrender. I've got such a good example of this. I remember it was GCSEs and I had an exam and I, I thought I came out and I was like, I've bossed that, I've absolutely bossed that. And then I chatted to a girl in my class and I realised that I had, it was a philosophy paper I'm being, and I did. I ended up doing philosophy at uni, so this is quite a blunder. And I'd um, misread morality with mortality. Oh, no, big one. Quite a big one, yeah. yeah. And I remember I remember, I was upset about this with you. You've obviously forgotten it. Obviously didn't impact well, you there, strongly. Well, there was quite a lot. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was chatting to go, and I was like, yeah, you know, all about mortality oh, no, and, you know, oh, life oh. and death. And, oh, oh. and she was like, no, no, like morality, you know, like moral and, you know, ethics. No. And, and it was just completely not the route I'd gone down. And I just, you know, when you have that feeling when your yeah. heart just drops your stomach. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, God, I've absolutely... I've, I'm, I'm going to fail. Yeah. Like, there's just yeah. no way I can come back from that. I think it was a paper where it was like three questions. So it was like a third. Yeah. It was just, you know, a huge, huge chunk up. of it. Yeah. And, um, and so I was like, right, well, I was really upset. I was like, there's nothing I can do. And I got the result and I ended up getting a B. There. Now, don't ask me how that happened, but thank God I didn't then spend the next however many weeks yeah. worrying about it. Because yeah. in my mind, it was like, right, I've absolutely kind of messed that up. Yeah. And obviously, it could have been a lot worse. But bless them, I think they probably just 
just took pity on me and thought, you know, well, at least she's given it a good go, or, you know, or, completely the okay. wrong path. Or but coming about coming at it from my um, philosophy yeah. of, you know, what you focus on is what you get. The yeah. fact you didn't focus on the blunder. No, I did just let it go. You yeah. let it go. Yeah. So you allowed yeah. the best possible outcome, you know. Yeah. And um, But I really do think that's a really good thing to touch on for most people if you've if you've done an exam, even a driving test, you know, yeah. and I'm talking about, um, oh, I didn't do it that way. But when you do your theory, do you get your results straight away? Yeah, you do. Oh, okay. So there's no, okay. Yeah. So, okay, maybe not a driving test then. But anybody that's done an exam... You know what, though? I do think the driving test is a good example because a lot of people think they failed on something and give up. True. Oh, so they'll true. give up mid-exam mid yeah. because you don't find out you've passed or failed until the right. end. Yeah, true. And, so, and then they do another blunder and yeah. actually it was the second one that was... Yeah. Yeah, fail true. and the first one was usually just a minor thing yeah yeah no but they get carried away and they think oh god you know and it's in their head and instead of just surrendering and being like right okay that happened cool let's move on mm-hmm. it because it's usually quite an emotional thing for people yeah or it can be a stressful thing oh, especially sure. in a test environment it's, sure. the, it's the next thing that they fail on yeah that's really interesting because my blunder was i drove over a mini roundabout I, I don't did, think you should be driving. I didn't drive around it. I drove over it. But I have to say that just goes to show how long mini roundabouts, they literally just come out. So um, I don't know why I, you're aging yourself. Yeah, yeah. On the so I hadn't, actually, I hadn't actually driven around a mini roundabout at all. So I just thought it was a bump in the road. <laughs> I went over, um, but I still passed. Like you said, I still passed. You still, still drive now, which I'm sure everyone would be really relieved to. Uh, yeah, I to must hear. admit, when he did say, Miss Hall, I'm very happy to tell you you've past i did actually say really <laughs> really <laughs> so um so yeah so nobody drive with me yeah. um that's a big mistake um no i'm joking but no but that's but i really do think that that's a really good um referral point for people reference to remember point. reference yeah. point yeah that if you have had any exams where you have literally had to surrender and wait use it as an example now don't try to control Maybe or, just or other do moments as well. I think there's moments, so many examples. Yeah. Like when you're waiting for a um, like a medical test back, a scan or a test yeah. or something, it's so easy to yeah. you know worry and get anxious. And yeah. I think that's a really good example of um, something that you can you know um, you can make a choice on. Is it is it going to make it better to worry about that thing? No, it's not. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that kind of situation is really hard to surrender to. But I do think it's it's that whole question again, what is going to help me? Yeah. You know, am I justified to worry about this thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it going to help me in the three weeks until I get the result? No, it's not. Yeah. I think that's the thing to keep coming back to. And the last thing I just want to say before we finish, Hull, is something you said much earlier about the only thing you can control is you and your response. And that's exactly it. And that is so empowering. When we know that it's only us we can control that really allows us to then really feel quite powerful because then we have the choice to control our responses and where we want to put our focus um, and our choice to just let things go once we've done what we do that helps us feel good. When we know that we can't control externals, whether that's people or situations, and then we control our responses, that really helps us to feel empowered. And that's why surrender can be such an empowering thing. No, totally. And I think that's probably a good good place to stop. But thank you, Mum, for bringing up this topic. I'm also going to, because we spoke about it at the beginning of the episode, put a link to your programme about manifestation in the description so that if people want to have a look at what it's about, 
And if people are interested, they can check it out. Is there anything else you'd like to add on that before I move on? No, no, it's just, it's just it was just really relevant to the fact that one of the modules is about control, fear and surrender. So if this episode has resonated with you especially, it's probably good to, yeah. to check it out and have a look. Yeah. Um, awesome. Thank you so much to everyone that's listened to this episode. We sure. really hope that you've enjoyed it and it's resonated with you. Um, and as always, if you can leave a rating or a review, depending on which podcast platform you're listening on, that really, really helps us. Um, and if you are enjoying it, please share it with family and friends too. But until we see you next time, we hope you have a wonderful week. Living a hell yes. Bye-bye.